You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. This is another uh, live after show for Dallas, Season 3, Episode 2. Trust me, I'm your host, AJ Gibson, coming to you from the AfterBus Studios in Hollywood, California, joined by my lovely co-host, Dorinda Barker. Hi, guys. The only one left. <laughs> Kelly bailed on us tonight. It's just us. Oh, she's working. She is working. You are missed, though, Kelly. She's You're working. Missed. We'll be working it all yes. night long. Oh, and by the way, did you see that Ryan Creo uh, was like, I'm one of the originals. Mm-mm, no, you're not. No, uh-uh. <laughs> you're a long-gone crew. You bailed on us two seasons ago. Exactly. Yes, we're the diehards. <laughs> and I don't, I'm confused by that. I, to be honest, I really don't understand how every single host at AfterBuzz want, doesn't want to be on the show. I don't understand why the show doesn't get 20 million viewers an episode. It's the best show on TV. Like, you... First of all, you guys don't know that we watch it together. Yeah. And that's the beauty of watching it together they should tape that. Yes, that that should be the show. <laughs> and also, we wouldn't have to stay here for two hours. No. Uh, but no, I, I, every single episode, I'm so surprised. And we talked about this a few times off yeah. camera and on as well. That's uh, our camera camera girl operator. Marissa is adjusting the camera because I keep moving. And I'm like, whoa. Um, no, we talked about how will the show carry on after Larry Hagman. And it made sense the second half of of last season that they could do it because he was written into the storyline yeah. and it was his legacy, his his final farewell. Uh, but these first couple of episodes, so, it's so wild to me that they've been able to. It looked like things were so wrapped up, nice and tidy at the end of season two, yeah. And they've just blown everything out of the water in season three. I just, I just can't. I mean, we're gonna go into everything, you know, and I just can't. At the end of the episode, we were like, <gasps> like, ex- I yeah. just can't believe how they, and we said it as we were walking into the studio, I thought maybe they weren't going to be able to do it, Mm-mm. you know, without JR. And because he is one of, he is the best villain of all time. He sure is. Well, they're, <laughs> what they're, they're doing is allowing the other characters to really shine. Yes. And, and uh, uh, Josh Henderson as John Ross. Uh, JR's son has really, really stepped it up, I think. And he's he's becoming quite the villain. Yes. And he's he's likable, and you can hate him at the same time, which is what was so great with JR. Exactly. I was just going to say, you po- I'm pointing that out. It's, he has that, like, that, uh, what is the word? CAD. Yeah. CAD. CAD is the word. I don't know what CAD means. I guess a cavalier. Okay, yeah, okay. Very, yeah. He's got a charisma about him that yes. just, it, it translates very well, and it's Perfect for the show. Uh, and I think in a similar way to what Larry Hagman probably experienced those first couple of seasons. Because Larry Hagman, that first season, the show wasn't really about him. It was, no. it was, it was Bobby. It was the Bobby show, essentially. Yeah. And, and Larry Hagman kind of stole his thunder. And, and it became his show. And this, this show very quickly is becoming Josh Henderson's show. Which I love. And I, mean, I like great. it. And he's, you know, he stepped, he's stepping into huge, yes. huge sh- shoes. Iconic and, shoes. Yes. And bravo to you because... 
Once again, you have come a long way from the jerk theory, honey. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I looked it up. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. It's called the jerk theory, and you have come a, and just even his mannerisms and the way he walks, mm-hmm. like even the way he walks, walks with such a swagger. Yeah, I it's think. Well, just so good. I will say, I think that uh, he's got a little extra pep in his step, a little extra swagger because he is. I, I will say this, and it, it's it's not a secret, but he's dating a good friend of mine, Andrea Belke from uh, Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Andrea, if you're watching, uh, and she's going to work on getting Josh in here. Hopefully, one of these days, yes, if he's please, in please, LA, please, make please, it happen. Please, please. Um, and and Andrea's going to come in as well because she appeared on tonight's episode. So yes. now she's a Dallas. She's a Dallas veteran now. <laughs> So, big episode uh, starts off with Sue Ellen. Uh, she asked Bum mm-hmm. to follow John Ross because she's afraid that he's doing uh, the same things that JR did. Uh, she said, I spent 40 years getting cheated on. I, I, I don't want this for John Ross. You know, yes. it took it took JR all these years to come to the realization that, look, I was kind of an ass, especially in regards to Sue Ellen. And yeah. she does not want her son to go down that path. Uh, so she reaches out to Bum. And I... I love the character of Bonham. I love him more towards the end of the episode. We'll talk about that. Um, but I just love that, one, she loves him enough to do what's right for him as opposed to just kind of letting him self-destruct. You know, she's a mother. She's a true mother. Exactly. And that's what – and that's – what is it as mothers say, I rather be hated because I did the right thing, mm-hmm. then be loved because I did the wrong. Well, thing. And that's it's really easy to kind of let your kids just kind of t- choose their own path and not still guide them after you know they're eighteen or whatever and they move out of the house. But uh, <laughs> he hasn't moved out of the house. They all still live in the same <laughs> damn place, <laughs> South Fork. Ugh. The place is got to be crowded. And how do they complain they don't have money if they're all still living together? <laughs> I know, I know. The second thing I loved about the scene was uh, I got a wish. One of my wishes, a couple of my wishes came true tonight. Multiple wishes came true. <laughs> Sue Ellen's back on the booze. She's drinking. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. I, I don't condone alcoholism, obviously. Uh, but Sue Ellen, the character, is so much more fun when she's oh tipping back some bourbon. I Once again, we have – and we do not condone Mm-mm, people drinking no. and, like, you know, getting off the program. But you brought you heard cheers tonight. Yes. I mean, we were so thrilled to see that happen. <laughs> it's so awful. It is terrible. But her character – because, first of all, Sue Ellen's character, even in the new series compared to – into the reboot from – Old Dallas is so much stronger anyway. Yes. As, as a character and as her and her acting. I mean, not to say that her acting was bad, but this is just. Oh no, it was, uh, it was shit in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it's so poppery. Well, they it, all it, were though. That yeah. was the style back then and the writing was very different back then as well. Yeah. And, and they, she's just so good. And even her gonna go down this road and they started early this season. Mm-hmm. So going down this road, I guess they're keeping it going from yeah. last season because. They never really approached her about it, even at the funeral when she said, well, I'm drunk right now. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and everybody's like, hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> Hands off. Not they're gonna like, talk we're about not going to talk about this now. Mm-hmm. But I just think when she was talking to Bum and Bum gets out of the car and then she takes that swig, even when she took the swig and just she shook. Well, it, it was, didn't look uh, like – you remember last season, every time she'd take a swig, it looked like she was really fighting with herself to, oh. to not take the swig. And this time she was just, uh-uh. No, she enjoyed it. Like she did. you could see the love of the booze when mm-hmm. when it hit her lips. And that was like a whole different Well, it makes look. sense. She's still struggling with the loss of JR. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for all the good and the bad that their relationship was over the years, she always had JR. She, yeah. it, it was, he was always there. He was a constant – whether he was – by her side, or they were they were like this. There was always Jr. in her life, and yeah. so now I feel like she might be at a place where she's like, "Who am I without this part of my life?" 
And and the booze, uh, maybe. In forty years, she said it. Forty years, forty years. This man did this to me. Yeah. But she had that man for forty years. Yeah. No matter whether that man is good or whether that man. Yeah, is we don't right. we don't condone condone we don't condone it. the boozing or the uh, the cheating. However, it makes for fantastic television. Exactly. And <laughs> Dallas would not be Dallas without it. Uh, next up, we see that Rhineland is back home, which is interesting. We know he got out of jail last yeah. last last episode, uh, but he's not the only one who's at home. Emma's there too. Why is she there? Emma, what are you doing? Do you live at South Fork or do you live there? Yeah, and why would you come to the house? Yeah. Like, I thought you're done. That's why I didn't understand. They got everything they needed out of the house. Why would would she come back to the house? They never really explained why she was there. However, if Judith is in in an insane asylum and uh, Harris is in prison, why wouldn't she stay there? I would. Yeah, I mean, it's a quiet house. There's not 20 people living there. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, like South Fork. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, He messes with her head a lot, though, I noticed this episode. Again, he's still kind of toying with her, and she seems strong and whatever. We all know she's really not. She's popping pills. She's sleeping with a married man. She's doing all kinds of questionable things. But he still has some control over her, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's uh, a little feistier than she lets on initially. Uh, he admits to putting Judith in the madhouse, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he's yeah. there. Well, he's there looking for papers, the papers that Emma stole that got him thrown that into jail. John Ross got off her butt. Yeah, off her butt in episode one. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, and then, so, of course, she's she's scared. Uh, she goes to John Ross for help, mm-hmm. and as she's uh, having this conversation with John Ross at a hotel downtown, perhaps the Omni, because they show the Omni at the opening of every episode, uh, as they're getting ready to get it on, uh, John Ross gets a call from Bum. Okay. Or no, John Ross calls Bum, mm-hmm. says, Bum, I need you to look into some stuff for me. Uh, can you meet me here? Bum says, yeah, I'll be there in just a few minutes. I'm nearby. Well, he's actually across a parking lot taking... You know, photos of John Ross with Emma. Uh, so he's very quickly got the dirt on John Ross that Sue Ellen asked him to get. It didn't take not didn't. but a moment. Well, John Ross messes up quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, he, he gives, he, I think he gives he's uh, not, he's not, he, that's He has not learned the finesse of his dad yet. Oh, no. He he would be a private investigator's dream. That's like a, that's a one and done job. <laughs> Just find him anywhere. He's probably he's having like, sex okay, with somebody. Five minutes. Yeah. Thousand bucks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Uh, and then we find Anne and Bobby. Anne, who's finally in this episode a little bit more, still not near as much as she should be, I yeah, don't think. I think they're revving her up, though, to yeah, be. Something's uh, about to happen. Yeah. And we'll get into uh, it. Yeah. Oh. I, I, think, I think I might be right about what I called last week. But we'll get there. Uh, uh, but she and Bobby, they're looking over the seismic maps because uh, Bobby's trying to figure out how, in 1980, uh, the map showed that they could not drill the oil on South Fork uh, because the oil the, the oil reserves were not up to... The shale. Or the shale was not high enough, yeah. correct? Yeah. And they have to come to a certain level in order for John Ross to have the drilling rights. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't there yet in, in 1980. Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, I was oh. born that year. Oh, yeah. It is that was a long. lot of years. I'm old. Uh, so... <laughs> They're looking over the maps and trying to compare the two, the current one from John Ross and the one from 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I love it during this scene. Uh, Anne walks away and she need, she says something about, uh, I need to go watch Duck Dynasty. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. A little bit of an insight to Anne. First of all, Anne Ewing. Don't watch that show. It's terrible. It's uh, awful. awful. Hate, hateful people. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I'm not. But uh, I thought that was an interesting little little line to throw in there. Yeah, well, I'm going to watch Duck Dynasty, and I need you there so you can tell me all the bearded people. Yes, yes. I'm like, mm. That was a weird, yeah. Why would you say that, Anne? I know. There's so many other better reality shows yes. that are awful, too, to be watching. But anyway, that's... Yeah, other reality shows yeah. where they don't ho- hate homos and black people. Um, but then, <laughs> then 
Uh, Bobby calls in a favor. He calls uh, Ellis, his the U.S. attorney, about Ryland, correct? Yes. Um, that doesn't really go so well for him. No. He says, basically, stop digging. Stop. Just stop pushing the issue. Stop. And we're thinking, oh, God, Ryland's bought him off now, too. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's I was like, why like. is everybody just telling them to – I just found that weird. Well, we find out later. Right? Yeah. This, this, this whole episode is brilliant. So then – uh, Bobby digs a little deeper. I did not deeper. see that coming. I did at all. This not entire episode threw me all. off guard. Uh, then Bobby reaches out to a U.S. senator, Senator Joel McAllister, and uh, he asks him for a favor. Okay, mm-hmm. he's, he's calling. After this, there's really nobody left. He's going to call the president, call Joe Biden, maybe. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of people left after yeah. senators. Uh, so he's calling in all these bigwigs. Uh, then we go back to John Ross, who is we're at UN Global now. Okay. Mm-hmm. John Ross is flirting with the secretary, Candace. She was a hottie. She's a cute girl. Yeah. A lot of pretty girls in this episode. Yeah. All over. Yeah. But I still wanted to kick Candace in the teeth. But anyway. Yeah. Well, Candace was doing that thing that but, a lot of uh, girls do with married men and it's, it's just kind of gross. It is gross. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. But don't you love, those are always the ones who are like, he ain't going to cheat on me yeah. when we get together. No, he, if he no, cheats. He go- yeah. My mama always said, and this is the one of the things I've always taken with, my mom is still alive though, so don't make it. But she always says, be careful how you get something because that's how you're going to lose oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I love when you just said that my mom is still alive. I said that when we watched the show too. <laughs> I said, like- my mom always said, I'm like, oh wait, it sounds like she's dead or something. <laughs> Our moms are both alive exactly. and probably watching us we love you mothers (laughs) but uh uh so uh, he's with the secretary pamela sees them flirting she's not happy about that uh trevino comes in Mm -hmm. starts ruffling some feathers uh and then christopher invites him to the barbecue at at south fork that weekend which is interesting because they can't stand the guy uh but christopher says he's trying to show trevino that hey we're not these terrible people that cliff barnes has probably told you that we are yeah but i also want to think that christopher has a little underhandedness sure. in him. I yeah. want to believe that. He's not as dumb as he was in season yeah. one. No. Last season he started to pick up his game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Elena uh, Elena finds out that this is all happening and she's terrified that her mom is going to see Trevino who's also Joaquin. Yes. Who's also Nicholas. Yes. Nicholas Trevino now. Yeah, it goes by Nicholas Trevino. They but know he him was as Joaquin, Joaquin the little The little boy from the streets that who they she took saved. in. Yes, who she took in and took care of. Can we just call him Aladdin? Like a boy from the streets. Just call him Aladdin for the rest of the season. <laughs> kind of looks like Aladdin too, right? He could play Aladdin. I just thought, I'm brilliant. He's hot, but he could play a He's hot got, Aladdin. Like Aladdin a, is hot. Like in a strip show. Yes. Okay, we're getting off subject. We just went there. Yeah, we did. Some so of our now. fans are now tweeting us like, how <laughs> yeah. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, uh, John Ross visits the seismic, uh, the seismic, uh, what's he, the seismic guy is what I remember. Yeah. Whatever. The dude who fig- figures out the maps. Yeah. Uh, that guy is awesome. He was, he's been in a lot of stuff. He, is he really? Really? Is, yeah, he was in like, Howard? The guy Howard? Howard. He's been in a lot of stuff and he always plays the guy with ticks. I wonder if he really does have Tourette's. <laughs> Because he always does this guy. Hey. That's how I remember him. He was in Shameless. Okay. He was in Shameless. And then he was in uh, Boston Legal. I don't watch any other shows. Yeah, only Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But only so Dallas. Only, but every time I see that guy, I always look to see. And he every time he has like those weird ticks. So hmm. he must really. Maybe it's his thing. But that's awesome. If it works, it works, right? Yeah, I like I like Howard, though. Well, John Ross tries to bribe him. He gives him $10,000 <laughs> to make sure that whatever uh, whatever he actually finds favors John Ross and allows him to drill. Yeah, and you know what else I love? What he says to Howard? He goes, 
I pride myself on oh, our yeah. employees, and you are just a nameless, faceless person to my uncle and my cousin. Right. Yet you're the one giving me the bride buddy. Yeah. I mean, that's just classic. <laughs> that's classic John Ross yeah. JR uh, territory. Exactly. Um, and then we get home, and Pamela is waiting by the pool with a glass of wine. She doesn't look very happy. She's been planning the wedding by herself. John Ross forgot they had a meeting or something, and uh, she's not having it. And then... She lays in, uh, goes in on this whole Candace thing. She's like, I saw you at the office today with Candace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love what she said to him. Uh, she warns him that uh, if he steps out on her, that God's wrath will be the least of his worries. I love that. I First of all, I love that Pamela. Because mm-hmm. that Pamela is no joke. And I knew that was still in her. I and do. Like, oh, well, because she's been like, she was like sweet Pamela a lot last season. Yeah. I like, I like the... Uh, the murderous, bloodied-up Pamela from the uh, first season. I want a little bit of both. Yeah. Because you know what? That is an amazing Pamela. Well, because here's the thing. They haven't touched on this really yet this season. No. They mentioned it in the first episode, but, I mean, she just lost two babies last season. Yeah. She's still messed up in the head. That has to come back up at some point. She's yeah. going to be on the verge. If if she finds out that John Ross is now stepping out on her and doing things just like his daddy did all those years, she's going to flip. And I, I, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. And that's, I think, Sue Ellen's going to step in somewhere. Uh-huh. She's definitely going to step in somewhere because she's got her eye way too focused on that. Well, I feel like... And she wants to protect her. I feel like Sue Ellen might, yeah, kind of side with Pamela. Oh, yeah. Because she so. sees her going through the same things. that She doesn't want her to get stuck in the same trap that she was in for so many years. Yeah. And I think she sees herself in her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I can see that. Yes. I definitely, I, cause I, I think that that's what they're playing those two. Yes. To be. And then the Dallas gods gave us another new character. Finally, she's back. She was in episode <laughs> one briefly. Annalyn McCord. She is so perfect for the show. It makes me sick. I love her. I love her as Brunette. And she looks great. She looks so good. She looks she so good. She looks better than I've seen in well, years. Well, sometimes she honest. can look a little skinny. Yeah. And I think that she looks healthy skinny now, if that makes yeah, sense. She looks yeah. hot. Uh, her, she plays, uh, Heather, is that the character? Heather name? is the name of the character. She's feisty. Uh, and, and she, uh, Christopher is, they're kind of setting up something here. Yeah. Uh, she comes like storming up to Christopher yelling that, you know, by doing this and that and whatever, you're going to take away jobs. If you guys drill in South, we're going to take away jobs. We're not going to have as much land. They're going to be able to have as many cattle, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And uh, he just lets her rant. And then he tells her she's cute and she's angry. And he's like, don't worry about it. I've got it under control. Um, and then he invites her to the barbecue. Yes. Okay. South Fork is known for their barbecues and their weddings. Yes. I just want to go to one. Yes. And I want to see a pool fight. Yes. It hasn't happened Somebody yet. Somebody needs to get thrown into the pool. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there when they have the bad country band and yes. two-step. Well, and they two-step this episode. Yes, they which did. Which is kind of cool. A nice yeah. throwback. And we keep seeing the uh, the teaser for an upcoming episode when Su- uh, Sue says, do you know about my cousin or my sister, whatever her name was? She, goes, okay. she ended up face down in the swimming pool. <laughs> she did. That's yeah. when she died. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I look forward to the, uh, those those types of episodes because you know they're in the future. Oh yeah, good. I just love seeing the pool and the yellow and white. Uh, because it's awnings. classic. Yeah. It's so. It, it, this is what we'll we'll talk about this every. We'll we'll find a minute or two in every episode, and we'll always bring it back to the original. They do a great job of bringing it back yeah, and so keeping it. it the nostalgia Classic. on the show is so fantastic, but it's also so modern. Uh, and 
I can't think of another show where they've come back after this many years and had the same set, like the same exterior at least. It's, yeah. it's actually South Fork. It's the same place. It's so cool. It's so awesome. I mean, even just I – mean, we'll, we always will talk – even the way – you what you said when you hear the music. Uh, I get My heart starts uh, – It's just uh, – It reminds me of my childhood. I used to, yes. My mom used to watch Dallas religiously, and I remember that I didn't really understand, but I would watch with her when I was a kid. We had yeah. one TV. You know, I had nothing else to do. And uh, that song would come on, and it's so iconic. And, and just the intro – and the intro this season I think is the best they've had yet. Yes. It looks a little bit uh, – it's a little bit of a throwback. Mm-hmm. Like, just like the, the filter I think they use on the camera shots make it look a little bit old it's, school. It's so – it's so paying homage mm-hmm. to the classic and they do – I just love it. Everything that they – like that's why 90210 did not because they didn't really pay homage to yeah. the old 90210. Yeah. What are, but what these guys are doing, what the writers are doing, and the producers, everybody, it's just amazing. Yeah, and just being watching like the barbecue, bringing it back to the barbecue, even the yellow and the white with the with the decorations. You know why? You know why nine hundred two and didn't work. Why? They never brought back on uh, Andrea Zuckerman. What, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> Who doesn't ask? And she would have. She's she, like 70 by now, yeah, by the way. She would have gone. Yeah, she would. Of course. Well, I mean. With her ex-husband, Jesse. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, and now we find Elena. She goes and talks to her mom about Joaquin. Uh, the mom seems, I, I wrote a question mark. Is she going to be more loyal to her family moving forward or the Ewings? Because I think that her mom kind of views the Ewings as her, as her family. So it's going to be interesting to see. Because she's a very religious woman. Yes. Uh, she wears a cross every episode. She talks about God and praying and the dark mm. side and the light side and all of those things. I I think the the simple answer would be, oh, she'll stand by her family. She's very loyal to her family. Yeah. However, I don't know if that's the simple answer. I think from a religious perspective, she's looking, well, if my family's doing wrong, I'm going to stay on the side of, of the right. Yeah. And I think for her right now, that's the Ewings. She doesn't know the whole backstory. She doesn't know all the stuff that... That JR she, did. Yeah, she doesn't know. And once again, I think we're going to find we, my prediction from last week. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to stick with it all season. Is Cliff Barnes is still playing all of that? I don't think that's, I think it is what it is. I, I don't think that, I think it's the Ewings. I don't think it's them. Mm-hmm. And, but I, is Elena going to tell her, is, is Elena going to tell her, her truth, yeah. not the Ewings, because we don't know right now. There are a lot of truths There's, right there now. There are a lot of truths, mm-hmm. but which one really is the truth? Mm-hmm. And her mother, really, Carmen, really, this episode. She was great. She was, oh. I loved her. Finally, she got some good lines. Yes, and I hope, I hope they're going to give her more of a storyline because she was no joke. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm a fan of hers. The light and the dark. I love that. Then we head back to, to Ryland. Uh, I thought it was interesting that while he was in his office, he had a pic of Anne with Emma on. Did you catch that? Yes. On the bookshelf? Mm-hmm. Why does he have a pic of Anne? Because he's still in love with her. Who called it? We did. Yes. It, he's, I mean, yeah. yeah. He has something for her still. Mm-hmm. She's a hottie. She's going to get some play in this, this season. I can't wait. Uh, and then he says, uh, oh, then, then all of a sudden we hear this thud, thud. Thud coming through the house. He grabs his gun. I would too, because it was kind of scary. Yeah, it was totally scary. In walks Judith. Oh, she's yes! back. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I about jumped out of my seat because we said last week we saw in the opening credits we saw her name, so we yes. knew she was coming back yes. at some point. But we said this last week. I'm like, she better be back. She's so phenomenal on the show. Uh, it, her hair looked great, by the way. Uh, and then she looks at him. She goes, "Let's not shoot mommy on her first day home." 
Oh my god! She's a good one-liner tonight. Yeah, like she's getting the Jr. one liners She is getting the Jr. one liners Getting yeah. the Jr. I was like, oh, they just can't. She she has to stay because she pulls them off. You know, yes. some people can mm-hmm. and can't. She had so many good ones tonight. I don't think I wrote. What them I all love, down. love, love about this show is that they understand the value of an actor. Over the age of 50 or over the age Thank of 60 you. or over the age of 70. They, there aren't a lot of them on television and, and they are just rare gems that don't get the opportunity to show their craft anymore. And, and, and they're show, normally better actors. Yes. Because they've lived lives. Yeah. They, you know, instead of throwing them into the junkyard, have them shine in the light. And as we see later in the episode, you don't need a bunch of 20 and 30 year olds to have some sex on the show, to have a little bit steamy something, because Judith Light brought us, brought us some oh. brought us some sexy. Oh. That was, okay, we're not going there yet. Yeah, no, uh, oh. But she does know about the cartel. Yeah. Somehow. She knows what's going on. Um, Emma's the one who got her out of out of the madhouse. So First now, of all, that scene, that was actually one of the only times I've actually, and I, Emma, that one time she walked in right behind her. Uh-huh. I was like, what a great scene. I know, she learned from her daddy and her grandmother, because he had her kind of cornered uh, the last scene they God, were together, and now she's psychopaths. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he says he he tries to threaten her and say that she doesn't know who she's dealing with. This Mexican cartel. Yeah. She says, "I made my bones meeting with psychopaths and criminals while you were still playing with your easy bake oven." That was awesome. <laughs> First of all, the thought of Harris Riley playing with an easy bake oven is just, so, I can't wrap my so brain around that one. So much right there. At least we believe she really wanted a girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, I, I do have an easy bake oven story really quickly. The first gift that my stepfather ever gave me as a child was an easy bake oven that I wanted desperately. Desperately. Really? Oh, yeah. I wanted one so bad when I was a kid, but he wrapped it in like a cheap white wrapping paper on Christmas Eve the night before we opened them. I knew what it was. So it kind of ruined the surprise. I was sneaky. I never told him that. He's probably watching. <laughs> He's devastated now. That was like 20 years ago. Damn him! <laughs> then we come to the highlight of the episode. My friend Andrea, Andrea Belke of Survivor, two-time uh, Survivor. Uh, she's at the barbecue, and she's awesome. and of course John Ross is flirting with her. Shocking! Yeah. I, I talked to her. I was tweeting her, or tweeting her, texting her during the show, and she said that she's like, I was just so grateful that the producers. Uh, it was their idea. She, yeah. You know, she's she's been on set and hanging around mm-hmm. with John Ross, and they all know her. Obviously, they've been together for a while now. But she said it was their idea. Like, hey, let's use her. And it made sense in this episode. John Ross has a wandering eye. Yeah. It just happens to fall on his real-life girlfriend in the scene. I thought a it was really cute. pretty blonde. She's beautiful. Oh, she's, she's very na- pretty. And you know what? She's naturally beautiful. Oh, yeah. And she's a, she's a yeah. sweetheart, too. Yeah. She's one of the prettiest survivors of all time. She really is. Uh, and I love that she was in the scene. This well, We could call it a scene. You could call it a, a Miller Lite ad. Uh, <laughs> maybe. There are Miller Lite models everywhere. Product placement galore. Thank Here you. Much better, though, than... It makes, Hornitos. Yeah, it makes sense yes. here. Instead of be like, hey, let's open a bottle of Hornitos and <laughs> pretend like it's a expensive tequila. <laughs> no, they're at, a, they're at a barbecue. They're going to drink Miller Lite. What else do you drink? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, better so, than Bud. It, well, mm. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, so, during the barbecue, lots of stuff going on, right? Uh, Bum says to John Ross, uh, he asked him if he's, if he's being a good boy. If he, if he's, if he's staying clean. Yeah. And John Ross is like, why? He's like, I just, Keep an eye out for you. I'm looking out for you. Know, mm-hmm. I I looking out for you. I want you to turn out like your dad. Um, and then we move on to Heather and Christopher. They're out yes. doing a two step. We're all over the place. Heather and Christopher are doing a two step. She looks. I love the dark hair. Mm-hmm. The dark hair works. Works on her. She looks softer. Yeah. She looks so much softer. And we know. 
from this show that Christopher likes brunettes. Yes. So it makes sense to make her her brunette so she can kind of yeah. ruffle some feathers uh, on South Fork. Uh, and then Trevino <laughs> asked Pamela to dance. Uh, no, Pamela asked Trevino. Yes, because she saw... John Ross dancing yep. with... Yep, yep. She's she's not messing around. And uh, John gonna... Ross does not like it. Because he was over there talking to another girl at a table. Not even Andrea at this point. Another girl. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't like that. He's He's got a wandering eye. She's got to keep an eye on him. She's going to have to play his game. But not play his game as far as he takes it. But play it to the point that he's always going to... Well, would she do this to me? Yeah, she's got to keep him wondering. She's got to keep him on his toes. Yeah, because I get it. Because he he made a comment to her earlier when he was when she was drinking the wine by the pool. He's like he's like uh, I'm a flirt. That's why I gotta flirt to get what I want. Mm. And I understand that because I'm a flirt. Anybody yeah. who ever dates me has to understand that I'm probably. I'm, it's not that I'm. It's not that I flirt, but I'm just very. I, I, my my personality is kind of flirtatious. Guys, girls, anybody, yeah. I, anybody. Uh, but it's playful for me. I'm not John Ross. I'm not gonna go. go <laughs> Put it to it to every girl I see walk by me. Like, that's just not, no, I don't know how to get down. Like, I don't know. It's almost like he's got a heat sensing missile. He's a scoundrel. Yes. He's a scoundrel. Oh, I love that word. Hashtag scoundrel. Somebody's going, <laughs> our, our fans are going to start tweeting yeah. hashtag scoundrel. John Ross is a scoundrel. Uh, and then we found out, uh, we go to Bobby, uh, out on South Fork. Mm-hmm. Howard comes up to him, gives him the $10,000 that John Ross tried to bribe yeah. him with and says, look, John Ross tried to bribe me. I don't feel right. I need to get. I was afraid to tell you sooner because I thought you might fire me. And Bobby says, "Well, it wouldn't be John Ross if he didn't try to bribe you. I want you to keep that money. Thank you for being honest with me, which I thought was really cool." Yeah. So then we're thinking that you know Howard's going to find out. I think, I think that Bobby is genuinely just being a nice guy when he does this. But Bobby's really good at also having ulterior motives and not looking like a bad guy ever. Yes. Yeah. And here's the other thing. What John Ross never understands is his uncle is always a step ahead. Always. Because his brother was JR and he's no JR yet. At all. Yeah. And so and he's always going to be a step ahead. Bobby just does it in a way that it's just, he's just likable. Yeah. You know, I, I always like the guy. I would love him to be my dad or my uncle or. or oh, yeah. And the way he gave him the $10,000 was more of like, well, thank you for telling me this. Well, yeah, because it's like... Uh, I'd be happy if it went my way. Because when John Ross did it, he's like, uh, he's trying to explain, this is this is what you mean to us, and they think you're this. And yeah. anytime somebody's trying to tell you how you should feel about other people around you or trying to tell you how to react to other situations, mm-hmm. they're manipulating you. Oh, And yeah. Bobby, Bobby was very coy about it, very subtle, and still manipulative, but in a different way. Yeah, because... Bobby still, even when he said, well, why would you think we fire you? Like, why would you think all of this? And in the way, in just the way Howard was when Bobby gave him the money and it, he had like a pep in his step. And he, even when he said, well, it's going to be close, you could tell like he was getting nervous because he kind of wanted it to go Bobby's way. But he was yes. honest the whole time. Yeah, when he took the money from John Ross, he looked defeated and he looked yeah. like he was cornered. Uh, when he took the money from Bobby, he looked like he was grateful and excited to think of all the things he could do with the money. Yes. Very there was like reactions. a whole different. Yeah. Isn't that funny? You get the same thing, but given to him in two different ways. Absolutely. How, how differently it can go. It's all in the approach. Yeah. It's just amazing how, God, Bobby's so good. Bobby is so good. He's just so good. We love you, Bobby. We should get him on the show. Can you imagine having Patrick Duffy in here? I would would love to have – and I have to tell you, when we saw him at the Paley Fest, uh, Kelly and I, he's so good. He's like – he has like that thing about him. Uh And and, and Linda uh, Linda Gray does too, but 
he was just so jovial and happy and, mm. you know, it was just so good. And he brought the crowd up, you know, because of everything. It was the funeral episode and it was a heavy episode. And he just brought the crowd up and I would love to interview. We should do it. Let's we, see. How do we get – How do let, we, Let's put that on our wish list. The top yeah. of our wish list, Marissa, this season, Patrick Duffy. We can reach And out Linda Gray. If we can get them oh. both. Ooh! We almost had we almost had well, Linda. Let's try. Yes, let's make yes. it happen. We almost had Linda Gray season one. We did. Yeah, we have to know. So let's put our heads yeah. together. We have to. Out. We have to find this out because here's the thing. Here's how it plays out. If we can get Josh Henderson in here, or we can get Julie Gonzalo, or we can get uh, Jesse Metcalf, Metcalf, who are all are possible right now. Yeah, we do very have because we have another guest coming in next weekend. Or next week, hopefully, it's, yes. it's yes, almost yes, confirmed. It all so out. we can't tell you. We're going to tell you at the end of this episode, but stay tuned for that. If we can get that guest in, that might help us get some of these yes. other guests in. So we're going to yes. have to work that. We'll work it. We'll make yeah. it happen. It's going to be fun. It'll yes. be good. It, this is going. I feel for us and after Buzz uh, for our Dallas show is going to be one of our best. It's absolutely going to be. Our it's going to be our best season. Sure. Uh, then we find uh, that Christopher approaches Trevino, offers him mm-hmm. double the money that he's being paid by the Barnes family. Uh, Trevino, uh, oh, then Trevino inquires about Elena. That doesn't make Christopher very happy. No. He's obviously still in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but things aren't really going his way with her right now, mm-hmm. uh, even more so than he even realizes. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not good for them right now. Uh, and then. Uh, or Trevino walks inside, he sees Anna in the kitchen, he's like, I want to hear this woman making these empanadas, who's making my tummy grow, or whatever. And uh, it's Carmen, and she hears him, and she just kind of stands there for a moment. Before she turns around, she kind of takes a deep breath, turns around, you know, hugs him, and she she threatens him. Uh, He says, I've kept this medallion of St. Christopher on my chest my entire life, it's kept me safe, and blah, blah, blah. She gave that to him when he was younger, and she goes, if you, if you, Bring my two children to the dark side. I fought. I've seen the light, light and the dark, the dark fight video. for you all oh, these years. So good. If you bring my two kids to the dark side, even Saint Christopher won't be able to save you. I love that she's just like, okay, that's all. That's a mama bear right there. Yeah, and the way she did it was so calm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing the scarier yeah. than a that's, you know what that is. That's some Devil Wears Prada shit. You yeah. know when when Meryl <laughs> Streep was a Devil Wears Prada, she would be like very like. Very, she keeps her voice really low yeah. and very calm, but terrifying. Yes, that's more terrifying than a hysterical one. Yes, by all means, please move at a glacial pace. <laughs> oh, terrifying! <laughs> <laughs> I just compare her to Meryl Streep. Oh, she was just so ah, uh, yeah. she was so good tonight. I am so happy they yeah. need to put more of her in anyway. Yeah, since she is part of the family, I think it'll, I think she'll be this season is going to revolve around the Mexican cartel and their family a lot. So I'm excited to see what they have for her. She deserves it. She's a great actress. Uh, And then we find uh, Elena during the barbecue sneaks into Bobby's office, steals his hard drive, just switches them out, which doesn't really make sense to me because won't he notice right away that he's got this empty hard drive? Yes. And how does she just have the exact same hard drive ready in her purse? A little bit fishy, Dallas, but we'll let it slide. Uh, And then she runs into Christopher and Trevino uh, and, uh, Sees them doing their thing, and Trevino asks her if she can show him around town mm-hmm. as an excuse for them to get away and look at this hard drive. So they leave together. Christopher warns her. He's like, "Look, be careful. You're gonna have more than just. You're gonna have his lips all over you." And she's like, "I'm not that easy." Uh, I like it. I like it. All right, I'll give her that. She's playing hard to get. I uh, And she's playing both sides really well right now. She's really kind of playing this like innocent, like she's. I mean, she's. You, because we know as the viewer 
what is being set up. Mm-hmm. So it gives you that tension because the Ewings, you don't ever see the Ewings play dumb. Yeah. Or, you know, um, like the, what's it, uh, Sheep's Clothing Wolves? A wolf wolf in sheep's clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Like they truly trust her. They yeah. truly, and the, once again, they don't think they've done anything wrong. It's wild to me how uh, vindictive and how conniving the Ewing family is and how sweet and genuine they actually are too at the yes. same time. Especially now that JR is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of John Ross, maybe he's kind of, like I said, he's a scoundrel. Yeah. Um, but uh, what are we talking about? Where, where, where were we? Okay. Uh, Elena, hard yes. drive, leaving. He's yes. going to have his lips all over you. Yes. And then Boom. Heather comes back into the picture and she walks up to Christopher, says, look, I know you're not available or not really ready for something right now, but I, I think you're hot. I'm very direct. And she plants a kiss on him. That was hot. Mm-hmm. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot and innocent at the same time, which yeah. I truly liked. Yeah, because I like having like that. Yes, that's 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 some that's some stuff I would probably do in my best moment. Yeah. Like I would want somebody to walk up to me and just be like, "Look, I, I know you're single. I know you're not ready, but I'm just there. Go for it. I like that. It's, it's hot. <laughs> it is, and it makes you look at that person in a way different. Oh light. yeah, like oh, they're. Not they're not only are they sexy, they're cute and they're and but yet they go after what they want. Yes, that's the sexy. That's thing. the sexy. Somebody who goes, oh, we're detecting, oh, we're oh, detecting. HDMI um, somebody who goes after what they want is just the biggest turn on in the world to me. So I, oh, I love, I love I that think scene. It's great. Um, so Bobby uh, and Bobby John Ross and Christopher, they all get together with Howard. They get the seismic results. Uh, the shale is in John Ross's surface rights, so he can drill now or he can frack. Uh, Christopher finds. Uh, also, a phantom deal knows there must be another connection with the barns because right now, what Christopher's trying to make the argument that we don't need to drill because there's something off with this Trevino Barnes thing. Yeah. He was off by a dollar on the price of the shares that they bought on this deal in South America, and he's saying John Ross, like, why is that a big deal? He's like, because one dollar is a difference of a hundred million dollars on and this deal, and that's a lot. That's all. Heck of a lot of money just to be off by. Yes. So, so Christopher's saying, look. There's more to this. They there's there's another connection besides this deal yeah. that we need to look into, and that can help us to bring them down. John Ross doesn't want to wait because they're running out of time to get these to get these ships. Uh, yeah, the Arctic for the Arctic. Uh, they said Arctic play, but it's not Arctic play. Someone said it's an Arctic play. That's what uh, Nicholas said because he thinks it's yeah. not anything. Yes. That's so they're trying to get that done in time. So John Ross is nervous. He's going to start fracking. Um, and as as of now, it looks like he's going to get what he wants because apparently in Texas they're not really against fracking. They're cool no, with it. They don't ever cool stop it because it's all Texas is oil. Yeah. Texas is that's what it is. I mean, it's big hair oil and barbecue. I don't know a lot about um, drilling for oil, but I feel like if you just keep drilling forever, won't the state like collapse at some point? Isn't there? Is, like, is it going <laughs> to fall down on these? Well, like I don't understand how that works. You take all the stuff out of the ground. Is it, something going to collapse somewhere? Well, is that, well, I I don't know because I was like, wait, sinkholes happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not an oil man, obviously, I, but. and I don't. I, I and once again, we we don't know about this. So, but I would think if you just keep taking and taking and taking, and you don't replenish. You run dry. Well, you would think. I mean, that's how you that's how the world's going to end. The world is going to end because of Dallas. There you go. Uh, I, at least they're not talking about all the methane, the methane stuff. No, the they're no. The methane that causes earthquakes and tsunamis around the world. Oh, like, uh, I don't know how that feels. Come on, Ewings. Come on. They've kind of gotten away from that storyline. I think maybe they got our tweets. 
Maybe. Maybe they got Maybe they're like, listening to us. Maybe they are. They could be. They did an after show, season one of Dallas. I don't think they've done one since. No, it did not do well. Mm-hmm. We did well. Yes, I, well, I've had multiple people, at least four, <laughs> tell me over the last couple <laughs> years that they like our after show better. Yes. Actually, we do. We actually have. We, we do. Yeah. Theirs was hosted by Cameron Matheson. Who, right? by the way, is hot and sexy. And are you all saying my I'm not? No, I'm are not you saying I'm not? Listen, <sighs> have you not seen me? I have you. Let me look, <laughs> look at you and the ladies here. Exactly. We are, first of all, I just referenced your boobs on camera. Better, you didn't, yeah, you, you I didn't know, skip I like, a beat. Bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're so classy. Three is better than one anyway. Absolutely. Three is always better than one. You're right. Mm-hmm. Are you, were you talking about three hosts? Where the hell's Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, Ke- Kelly's probably hanging out. Kelly's probably hanging out with Ryan Carrillo from season one. Probably. They're all probably hanging out somewhere, getting drunk, or maybe Drink, drinking Jr. Bourbon or Grey Goose. Ugh, <laughs> I can't. I'm so mad right now. Uh, so then right. Elena finds out on the hard drive. She finds out about Rhonda Simmons. She <clears> sees that there's a connection there. That Rhonda yeah. Simmons was the woman who supposedly uh, in the bar, or the hotel, or whatever when mm. Jr. was killed, and she'd gotten there was an email between Jr. and Bobby. See, this is what gets me angry. Why would you not delete that? Yes, delete it. Yeah. Why? Why do? You, why did you leave that? That seems like Maybe Bobby, Bob. That's just stupid. Yeah, or, it but is you stupid. can turn that. You can turn that email around. Sure. You'd be like, oh, she's on. Well, yeah, but she was afraid of the cartel, thinking that but, they were going to come after her. But what the email shows is that there's there's some, something to keep, you have to keep digging. There's yeah, more somewhere. That, is that true. email isn't enough. Uh, but we learned last season that Jr. was not good with an iPad. He didn't understand this iCloud thing. Oh, Maybe yeah. Bobby's not good with email. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Maybe that could be. They, I mean, that was not their. I mean, pen and paper was what they did. Yeah. And a Xerox. And phones and with like cords. A, one weird. of those weird Xerox machines where you had to actually do this okay, to you're it. older than I am, Dorinda. I don't think I know what that is. <laughs> are you older than me? No. Yes, you are. Well, I'm 27, so you could be 28. Just I kidding. am 29. Ugh. So, Bum then comes around, gives John Ross the pics that he took of John Ross. Yes. Uh, and instead of, at first, I was like, I don't like this. But instead of telling him that it was... Sue Ellen that mm-hmm. hired him, he blames it on JR. Said JR told me to look after you, and he says to him, "Grow into your father's greatness, not his weakness." That was probably the strongest line of the entire night. Yes, and because I said to you when he when he first when Bum said something to Sue Ellen and said, "Oh no, nothing's going on here," and I was like, "Why would he do that? Why is he I didn't on? Like that. Yeah, why is he doing this? Why is he on John Ross's side? Yeah, it didn't, it, it, it didn't make sense." And then what made sense when he said that to John Ross? He's he said in the beginning when Bum said to um, Sue Ellen, "Why do you want to do this? You guys are in a really good place right now." Yeah, if he you, finds out, you don't find anything, and he finds out you're looking. Yeah. And, and she said, we've never been close. Do you remember she said that? Yeah. We've never been close. About her son. I was... Which I makes, was, me want, make, makes me think she'll side up with Pamela down the road. Yeah. If it, it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's going to get dicey. Oh, it's um, gonna be so then, good. Judith and Rylan go down to the Mexican <gasps> cartel. She lets him... She goes... She looks at him, and he's like, I don't trust you. I trust Rylan. He's been... Uh, you know transporting drugs for us for all these years. I, I trust him, and you have to earn my trust. She says to him, she looks at him, she goes, you think I'm wired, don't you? And then she just starts undoing, very a la season one and yes. with Ryland. She, maybe that's where the idea came from, right? Maybe. She just I don't takes know. off her top and has this 
Mexican drug lord feel up her like 75 year old ass. How old is she? She's like 60, 70 years old. Yeah. And she looks hot. She looks hot. And then on top of it, were you not a a little creeped out by the whole thing? I was a little turned on, actually. No, but like a little creeped out and a little turned on because your son is right there. And the look on his face is like. Yeah, that's kind of weird. (laughs) That is a little weird that Ryan was there. The whole scene was wow. And you wonder why he turned out the way he did. Right. I just, the whole time I picture him, like, he, Ryland's probably thinking, my mom used to make me do this to her. Like, <laughs> like we have some really qu- weird, weird, creepy, like, background. Yeah, those, oh. She looks so I'm good, sure though. I'm sure there was, like, some hot bass and randoms. Ugh. Judith Light, you're hottie. We love you. She, she was, I mean, yeah. everything, uh, I was shocked. Yeah. I love when she's like, I like Latin men. Yeah. Well, she, she comes up with <laughs> an idea. She says... Uh, look, we can still, we're trying to figure out how to get these drugs through these checkpoints mm-hmm. in Mexico and through Texas. She says, uh, for just a little bit more money, we can use unmapped private roads, uh, with no checkpoints. It's gonna take a little bit longer. You're gonna have to pay a little bit more. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna pay any more. She's like, then you're gonna lose millions and millions of dollars every single day while your drugs sit down here in Mexico. What good are they here? You know? She's get them, no get them to Americans. Mmm, thanks. Um, so she makes a new deal and, uh, but the craziest part of the scene was probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen in Dallas. Or ever. She, yeah, she says, that's what I love about the show. She says, let's let's try out the uh, the product. He brings out some cocaine, and I'm thinking she might just like touch it. And, like, uh, No, she snorts two lines, and then she rubs it on her gum. And she goes, mama like. Yeah, she goes, hot damn, mama like. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, Rylan is like, huh? And tell me that's not going to damage somebody. Yes. I was just, Especially what we find out at the end of the episode. I, I'm wondering what's really going through his head as he sees his mom blowing lines of coke. Like, yeah. huh? I uh, uh, was a lot. It was so, just... Uh. They say, basically, uh, they look at them and they say, don't mess this up. Don't backstab us. Don't whatever because we know about Emma too. Mm-hmm. Ryland says, leave her out of this. They said, Mm-mm, your family, that, that's going to make it hurt a little bit more. It's going to uh, make it more tragic. Yeah. Turns out Ryland was wired. This is where everything got thrown. I was like, what? I'm like, is he trying to catch his catch Judith? Is he trying to catch... I don't understand what's happening. I was really yeah. confused at this point. And then, all of a sudden, Bobby and Ann are in their car out by South Fork, and they get surrounded by two like big black SUVs. They get brought in. A guy has a gun. They get brought to this dark warehouse. There's a guy sitting there. I'm thinking it's Senator McAllister, because they said they got a call from him, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's in on this uh, to some degree, and... Bobby and Ann turns out they're kidnapped by Harris Ryland, and and I, I'm thinking it's just the same old, same old. I'm thinking he's still up to his dirty ways, and that's what they think, too. Yeah. Then the shocker of the season, probably the shocker of three seasons, turns out that Harris Ryland is working for the CIA. And has been for four, four years. years! So for the entire duration of this show, he's been working with the CIA trying to bring down this Mexican drug cartel. So... Like I predicted last week, I think we all kind mm-hmm. of did, uh, maybe Ryland isn't such a bad guy after all. Maybe he has to keep this this front up in order to break because I said there will be another there will be a, a reconnection with Ann and Ryland. Yes, I agree. Point, and once after this happened tonight, you I, you're on the right track. I think that she's gonna find out uh that Bobby has been he knew more about JR's dealings. Uh, with Elaine and her family, mm-hmm. then he lets on. He's going to look like the bad guy. Ryland's going to look like the savior. And in order to keep their daughter safe, because they showed the picture of Anne and the daughter and Emma mm-hmm. in the uh, the room earlier, uh, I think they're going to kind of you know reconnect. 
Yeah, and the look on Bobby and Anne's face mm-hmm. was just shock. Did I just do predictions without actually saying I was doing predictions? Let's do predictions. <laughs> there it is. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I hear it. I hear it. I, yeah, I think th- I think that's how this is going to play out. I think that 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 Anne and Ryland are far from over. No. I think also in other relationship news, I think that Heather and Christopher are going to get together, and I think at some point it's going to get a lot harder for Elena to continue to try to take down the Ewing family. I think Elena is going to get jealous. I think she's not going to like the fact that. That Christopher's with another woman, yes. and her conscience is starting to, to get the better of her. Because right now, I think Elena is kind of a one-dimensional character on the show. She's probably my least favorite character, not my least favorite actress, just my least favorite character on the show. Right now, yeah. I don't like seeing anybody just being mean or just being nice. And right now, she's just she's too focused. It's too easy for her. There has to be some conflict as yeah. the season progresses. And I think that that's why they brought Heather into the show to create that conflict to make Elena think, oh, maybe I do still love Christopher. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe he gets Heather pregnant. Maybe something happens, and Elena's thinking, "I want that to be me." I, you never know, but I, there's going to be something going on with that with that triangle. And it's also too. I mean, she something is going to happen. Something is going to trip up. Something. It, it just it doesn't add up for it to be that plain and clear. Yeah. It just something does not add up, and I really do. I just what Carmen said. A light and a dark, and they've been pl- they've been playing for you this whole time. Well, I think that's a th- uh, that will be a theme of this entire season: the yes. light and the dark. And I, I think that's why they brought that up. I think that we're going to see different sides to a lot of these characters than we've mm-hmm. seen the first the first couple of seasons. And the lines are going to get very blurred. They already are very blurred, and we're not yes. going to know we're not going to know who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's evil. And that's what makes Dallas so fantastic. That's what makes it such a great show. Yeah, and I mean, after watching what we just saw. Mm-hmm. I they if they keep writing like this and keep doing they have many years ahead. Can of Can we them. tease who we've got on the show next week? Can we just talk about that for just a moment? I'm so excited. I just want to make sure that I got all this information right before I go ahead and just make an announcement. Um, but Emma Bell, who plays Harris Ryland's daughter Emma on the show, mm-hmm. Harris and Anne's daughter, will be in studio next week. Unless anything happens between now and then, she is confirmed yes. to be in studio next yes. week. So I'm so excited about that. Uh, that will only lead to more guests and more fantastic insight on our I favorite know. show. Isn't it the one we talk the most about, the mm-hmm. most, you know, crap about? Is yeah. the one we, but it's going to be awesome because then she's doing her job. Yeah, it's got to be a fun character to play. Yeah. I can't wait to pick her brain and to find out some uh, behind the scenes scoop find on out Dallas. She's doing the drugs. Yes, she's that popping is, pills. We got to find out because when she said, "I'm not popping pills," lies. No, you're popping something. She's popping something. This show's popping. This is a great show. I loved it. I love you. Thank you for being Thank here you. again. Thank you. I love doing this Thank show. Thank you, Marissa, for getting us through another fantastic show. And once again, show. Marissa, right the here. Best. She's the best with her teeth With her teeth problems, and she's still here. <laughs> you have teeth problems? Tell everyone. Yeah. I've had a yeah. toothache for a week. There you go. Oh, I I'm on medication right now for she's it. She's got to go get a root canal. I, got I, have, root I canal. have to get a root canal. There you go. Oh, oh my gosh, who knew? We're connected. Well, while we get a root canal. Yay! You guys, um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, tweet us. Also, this week, leading up to next week with Emma Bell in studio, mm-hmm. why don't you send us some tweets, uh, some questions you want to know, anything you want to know about yes. Dallas or about her role on the show, what it's like to work with such iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Tweet us, and we will ask her. Uh, where can our, follow, our viewers follow you on social media, Dorinda? Uh Well, on Twitter, you can follow me at Lula Cherry Films, and on Instagram, you can follow me at Dorinda B one and the number one, not the... Word one. Awesome. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. My website is AJGibson.tv. Until next week, which is going to be a big one. And make sure you check out his website for real. Yes. Check out the website. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Every time you do it, I'll just say it because it's so good. 
We love Dallas. We love you yeah. guys. See you later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.